Alright, good morning, High Desert Word Center. How is everybody? Amen. On a cold, windy February morning. Amen. It's the first service of February, uh, first Sunday of February, and it's going to be an awesome kickoff to the brand new month. Who's excited to be in the house of the Lord today? Amen. Yeah. Rather be here than anywhere else in the world this morning. All right. Let's go ahead and stand up together. Uh, we are going to open up by speaking some words of faith over the United States of America, and we are going to keep uh, speaking and decreeing and declaring these words of faith, for we walk by faith, not by sight, and we are going to see a difference. Amen? Amen. Let's go ahead and speak these words together. Father, we come to you in Jesus' name, and in unity, we confess that Jesus Christ is Lord over the United States of America. We declare that righteousness, mercy, justice, and judgment from you shall prevail. We declare that America will complete her God-given mission to bring the gospel of Jesus Christ to the world. We push back the darkness of Satan from this nation and call for the light of Jesus Christ to invade the media and every home, church, and school, and every town, city, and state of this great nation, the United States of America. In Jesus' name, amen. Give the Lord some praise today. Yes. Hallelujah. All right. Well, we're going to take a few minutes, just like always, to go around and do a little meet and greet time. So find somebody, give them a handshake, high five, hug, fist bump, whatever it takes. Just spread the love today. Amen. Let's go. shadows step out of the grave break into the wild and don't be afraid run into wide open spaces grace is waiting for you dance like the wind has been lifted grace is waiting 
Praise God. I'm going to have Miss Desiree do the announcements for us this morning. We got a lot going on. Yeah. Believe me, she'll do a much better job than I would have. So anyway, um, we've got a lot going on. So listen up, pay attention. And there's a lot of opportunities to get involved, you know, with the different groups and stuff like that. So there's no reason to be lonely or friendless. We've got plenty of friends and family for you. Amen. So I'll have Miss Desiree handle the announcements this morning. Good morning, church family. Aren't we excited to be in the house of the Lord on a Sunday morning, right? There's no place I'd rather be than in church on a Sunday morning. So I'm so happy to see all of your guys' faces. We love you guys so very much. Um, just a reminder, it is the first Sunday, so that means that there's general store for your kids. So parents, be ready when you pick them up because they're going to have lots of goodies to take home that you get to pick up all the best from, okay? We love our kids. We um, 
um, are so thankful that they're learning their memory verses. They're showing up. They're bringing their Bibles. They get points for every time they do that. And then they get to go shopping and buy all the wonderful stuff that Miss Leah fills up in that store. So just a reminder that after church, there is general store. So you are going to pick them up upstairs, okay? You're not going to, if they're um, the older kids, you're not going to go pick them up in Victory. You're going to pick them up up here, okay? And then also we have our missions fundraiser reminder, okay, guys? We love our missionaries. We love what they do for Jesus, right? We want to sow into them. We want to take care of them. So as you guys noticed, as you came in, there's like a little um, a little thing with numbers. Um, so you grab the number of what you want to give, and you put that amount inside the envelope. And then on the info booth, there is a little um, jar that you would put that in, okay? So pray about it. Ask the Lord what he wants you to give. Take that. Let's bless our missionaries. Let's bless those that are giving God's word um, out in um, different parts of the world. And let's take care of them, okay? Also, women, are you excited for our women's meeting? It's so great to get with you ladies and just sit there and fellowship and eat good food and also hear some good word, right? So this um, this Friday um, is women's the women's meeting, but it's going to be a nacho night. Do you guys like nachos? You guys don't sound very excited about that. Nacho night, guys. It's going to be so wonderful. So bring something for nachos. Bring cheese, chips, whatever fixings you want to put on your nachos. Bring that. We're going to come out at 630 in Victory Hall. We're going to learn about Jesus together. We're going to fellowship and just have a great time. Are there any married folks in the house? Yep. I'm super excited to say that I've almost been married 20 years. Whoa, wow. That's a big accomplishment for me. And if you know my husband... Praise the Lord that I made it that long, right? Thank you, Jesus. But it's because of things like family or lift marriage groups that keep us together, right? Because we come together and we learn how to be a good wife and be a good husband. Um, so we're having that Friday, February 17th at 630. You have no excuses because there's free child care, guys. Free child care. Free date night. Come on. Okay, this is a free date night for you guys. You don't have to pay for child care. Come on out and learn how to be married. Learn how to love your spouse. It's going to be amazing. Um, it is a pitch-in dinner. Um, Italian, right? It's Italian. So you'll bring something Italian-ish, okay? And I'm super, super, super excited about this next announcement, guys. Well, um, this is the most... The Oh. <laughs> hey, I'm going to interrupt here. For the marriagement, if you can, it's not on the slide, but if you can register online at hdwc.org slash married, that would help us out so we know we don't want to have 50 kids show up and two workers. So let us know how many kids you're bringing and all of that and what dish you're bringing. That'd be helpful. All right. That, was, that, was... <laughs> that wasn't on my notes. I'm sorry. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor Josh. Okay. So this next announcement I'm super, super, super excited about. This is the most signups we've ever had for a membership class. So basically what a membership class is, is you come and learn what we believe, right? And what we stand for and all of that. And you get to hang out with Pastor Dave. That's like the coolest ever. You get one-on-one time with him. He feeds you some kind of goodies. And there's coffee. And there's coffee. Like, it's great. Come for so, the coffee. You're yeah, probably for the not going to want this. Yeah, so anyway. yeah. Come for the coffee. It's great. And you're going to learn what we believe, 
what we stand for here at High Desert Word Center. Um, but this is like the most I've ever seen it. So I'm super, super excited that so many people want to be members of this great church. If I can get an usher, please, we'll go ahead and pass this around. He's kind of handsome. Oh, easy. <laughs> I said kind of. And then on February 26th, which is also my birthday, oh. on February 26th, they've decided to give me the best birthday present of all, and we're going to have a worship night. I know Alexis has been asking for that. So you asked and you received, Alexis. We're going to come together on Sunday night. We're going to get in the presence of the Lord. We're going to worship Jesus together. And that's just going to be an amazing time. So mark your calendars for that. Don't forget. It's just going to be amazing. We're just going to come together and we're just going to praise God for everything that he's done for us, right? And on March 20, or I'm sorry, March 12th is Miss P's birthday. So we're going to have a big celebration for her. It's her 75th birthday. We've already been kind of planning stuff and talking about it. It's going to be really exciting. So let's just take that opportunity to love on her, to thank her for everything that she's done for us. Um, she's just an amazing person, and we are so glad that Jesus made her, right? Because birthdays are big deals around here, right? right? So we're going to celebrate her and have a good time. And that's all I have. So we've got a busy month. Mark your calendars if you have any questions about anything. You guys can stop me after service and ask me, and I'll be glad to fill you in. Amen. Pastor Dave. All right. Very good. Lots going on. Amen. But I like being a, being a part of a busy church. That means that there's some life here. Amen. Listen, if you are with us today for the first time or maybe the first time in a long time, uh, we want to welcome you with us today. We have a welcome gift and uh, some information about the church that we'd like to get to you. So if that's you, raise your hand real quick. And this is Sabrina back here. She has a gift for you. And we want to make sure that you get a hold of that. All right. Very good. All right. Uh, very good. All right. Well, with that being said, who knows what time it is now? Yes, it is happy time. Amen. And uh, you're like, well, what's happy time? Hey, the Bible says that God loves a cheerful giver. And so we decided we're going to get happy and be cheerful when we have an opportunity to give into the kingdom of God. Amen. If you need an envelope this morning, raise your hand and the ushers will get one to you. And uh, if you're going to give online, you could go to hdwc.org slash giving. And we're going to open our Bibles to Matthew chapter 25. Amen. Matthew chapter 25, and I'm going to be in the New Living Translation here. Um, I'm going to pick it up at verse 23, but if you're familiar with this story, this is the parable of the three servants. The parable of the three servants, and, and it's, a, it's a story that Jesus told about a man uh, going on an extended trip. He's going on a long trip out of town, so he calls together some of his workers and gives each of them a, a, a certain amount of money to handle for while he's out of town. And if you know the story, one guy gets five bags of silver. Well, the, the boss comes back and, 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 and he checks to say, well, how did you do with the money that I trusted you with? And this guy's like, Master, check it out, boss. I invested all five bags and I got, I doubled it. So now I've got 10 bags of silver for you. And the boss says, look, man, this is incredible. Well, another guy gets two bags of silver. The boss comes back. How did you do with the money I trusted you with? And this guy's same thing. I doubled it and now I've got four.
more bags to give to you. And so if you see verse 23 here, the master said, well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling this small amount. So now I'll give you many more responsibilities. He's saying, I can trust you with even more. Let's celebrate together. Now there's the third guy out of the story, right? And this third guy, the, you know, the, the, the boss, he knew, well, this guy, I can, I can, he could handle about one bag. So he gives this third guy one bag. And when the boss comes back, the guy didn't do anything at all with it. He didn't do anything. And he says, well, I, you know, I didn't want to lose it. I didn't want to take any chances. I didn't want to. And so this really made the boss angry. And you would think, you know, someone could say, well, at least he didn't lose it. But listen, that's not the goal in life is to just maintain the status quo. The goal in life is to do something with what God blessed you with. Do you understand that this morning? Amen. God blessed you, whether you realize it or not, maybe with a gift or a talent. He's blessed you with finances and resources, and he's counting on you to actually do something with it. And so look down here at verse 29, Matthew 25 and verse 29. The boss is angry at him, and he says, To those who use well what they are given, even more will be given, and they will have an abundance But from those who do nothing, even what little they have will be taken away. And so maybe you're sitting there and and you're like, well, I can't do much. I don't have very much at all. I mean, there's not much I could give. There's not much I could do. There's not much that I can handle. Listen right now. If you aren't faithful with the little bit that you have now, don't expect God to just dump out a whole bunch more on you. I'm telling you, I've learned this in life. If you can't handle this much, don't lie to yourself and think that you can handle this much. God, I'd be faithful if you just went ahead and gave me you know, an extra day of the week. Then I could finally serve you. Then I could finally... No, no, no. If you can't serve God within the seven days you already have, don't think that your problem is that you don't have enough time. That's not your problem. Your problem is that you don't manage what you have. I mean, I think that's a pretty good word for somebody right there. Listen, if you think, well, you know, I've got, you know, if I just had a million dollars, then I could finally do something for somebody. Don't think that. You couldn't handle the million if you can't handle the ten right now. It's a Bible principle. And so what Jesus is telling us, and this applies to every area of our life, This guys, these guys are dealing specifically with money in this story, but it applies to every area of our life. If you are expecting and asking and believing God to pour out more in your life, it's not going to happen if you can't handle and manage the little bit that you have right now. And so I encourage you with the finances you have right now, honor God with it right now, and that will open up the door for him to be able to trust you with even more. Can we get an amen today? Amen. All right. Well, let's stand up together and we're going to speak some words of faith over our tithes and our offerings this morning. And I encourage you to always remember that we're not just speaking words and making confessions because we've got nothing better to do. We believe that there is power in faith-filled words. And we're going to keep doing this and we're going to keep seeing God work in every area of our lives. All right, let's go ahead and speak these words of faith together. As we bring the Lord's tithe and give offerings today, we believe we receive 
jobs or better jobs, promotions, raises and bonuses, benefits, sales and commissions, growth and business, settlements, estates and inheritances, interest and income, rebates and returns, checks in the mail, gifts and surprises, finding money, bills paid off, debts paid off, royalties received, blessings and increase. Thank you, Lord, for meeting all of my financial needs so I have more than enough to take good care of my family, to give generously in the kingdom of God, and promote the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's go. You want to come up front and worship with us right now? Just get into his presence.
song of ages to the Your people sing. 
is the highest. Your name is the highest. Your name is the greatest. Your name stands above them all. All thrones and dominions, all powers and positions, your name stands above them all. Let's sing that again, your name. Your name is the highest, your name is the greatest, your name stands above them all. All thrones and dominions, all powers and positions, your name stands above them all. And the angels, and the angels cry,
raise our hands and sing that one more time. And the angels, and the angels cry. power in the name of Jesus. Do you know that today? It is the most beautiful name in all the world. And I'm just thinking as we're singing that right there about his name. You know, the Philippians tells us that uh, one day every knee will bow, every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And I've just decided in my life, and I know so many of you have, I'm not going to wait until I'm forced to do that someday. (laughs) I'm going to do it right now willingly. And I know, man, that as we call on his name, hallelujah, we are saved. There is salvation in no other name. There's help in no other name. There's healing in no other name. There's deliverance in no other name than in the name of Jesus. And so, Father, we love you today and we lift up the name of Jesus. We magnify the name of Jesus and we call upon the name of Jesus. We love you so much, Lord, and we thank you for our salvation. We thank you for our deliverance. We thank you for our healing and our restoration and every other good thing that you've done in our lives. And we want to honor you and be obedient to your word and to your commands today, Father. We thank you that you are speaking to us and we will never be the same after hearing your word today. We praise you for it, Father, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Can somebody say amen today? Amen. All right. Praise the Lord. Well, you can be seated. You can make your way to your seats there. Now, check it out. Today is Communion Sunday. And so at the end of the service, we'll be receiving communion together. And anybody watching online, we always invite them to uh, partake with us. And uh, and amen. It's it's an awesome time. All right. Well, we're going to get into the message today. And uh, if you haven't missed out the last few weeks, we're on part five of a series that we're calling Roots. And... Uh, and what this is all about is based off of Colossians 2.7. Now that is the High Desert Word Center theme verse for the year. Every year we pray and we kind of seek God about, you know, Lord, what is it specifically that you want us to focus on this year? And the Lord never fails to answer. And I challenge you and I encourage you in your own personal life it would be a really good idea to do the same thing. I, I do that every year towards the end of the year. I say, Lord, what is it? I'm asking you to give me a specific verse for the coming year. Now, we love all the verses. We love all the Bible. But it's really, really incredible, if you haven't done this, to ask God, Lord, give me something real specific that I'm going to need for this upcoming year. And I've done that every year since 2012. And God has 
answered me, and it's just been an incredible, uh, incredible part of my relationship with God. Uh, but that's what we're doing. And so, listen, if you need an outline for the message, raise your hand, and the ushers will give you one to kind of help you follow along here. Let's open our Bibles to Colossians chapter 2 and verse 7. Amen. Colossians 2, 7. Who would like to grow in their faith in 2023? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I would love, I don't want to end the year saying, wow, I didn't grow at all. In fact, may, I'm probably a little weaker than I was when the year started. That's never the goal. It is an absolute goal of every Christian, or else it should be, to grow stronger uh, every day. And I mean, I, I am not one bit interested in remaining stagnant. I want to grow and I want to get stronger in my faith. And so we're looking here at Colossians chapter 2 and verse 7. This is our theme verse, our main focus for 2023. The Apostle Paul wrote this. He said, let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. I mean, there is a lot wrapped up in that one verse right there. But some of the main things that we've been focusing on so far is letting our roots grow down into him. And one thing that we've really established so far is a tree can only grow as tall and strong as its root system will allow. And we also have learned that growing deep and strong roots takes time. It is not an overnight thing. And I know in our modern culture, we want instant gratification all the time. We want fast results. And so anytime we're like, man, I want my life to look like this person's, but I don't want to do all it took to get them there. I want the shortcut. Is there a magic pill? Is there a, you know, a promo code I can enter in? Is there a coupon where I could get what they got, but without all the hard work? And the answer is no. Or if you do get there quick, it will not last. Last week, I kind of made mention of statistically most people that win the lottery or come in, uh, people that come into instant wealth, almost always lose all of that wealth in a short period of time because they did not have the financial structure, the, the, the financial discipline to handle a big amount of wealth. And so they'll go out and do stupid things like, well, man, I'll buy five Ferraris for me. I'll buy uh, a couple for my buddies. I'll buy a mansion for this guy and a mansion for that guy. One of my favorite basketball players growing up over the course of his career made like $500 million. All right. I won't mention his name, but one of my favorite basketball players and a couple years after retiring, he was bankrupt. I'm like, that takes some skill to blow $500 million in just a few years time. Well, why is that? It's because he did not have the structure and the foundation to handle rapid success. And so what I'm really trying to get across to us in here is I see all of your faces and I know almost all of you extremely well. And I know that almost everybody in here has an incredible amount of potential. And I'm not just saying that. I'm, I'm serious. We've got all of you guys such potential to do some incredible things for God, to be a very productive and awesome contributing member of society. Everybody in here. 
But here's the thing that won't happen if you don't lay the groundwork. And the answer is right here. Let your roots grow down into him. Let your lives be built on him. And then what happens? Your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. So the last couple of weeks, uh, we've been looking at root systems, all right? And uh, one thing the last couple of weeks we looked at is being rooted in the house of God, being rooted in church. And I know this much, I don't know any Christian that is very, very strong and very, very stable, but doesn't take the house of God seriously. And what is the reason for that? Well, it's disobedience. It's disobedient to be a born-again Christian and neglect assembling together. And we got a lot of verses for that, but New Testament, Hebrews 10, 25, it says, don't forsake your the assembling of the saints, the King James says, other translation says, your church meetings, as some people do. And so a Christian that says, I don't need that. You know, uh, one time I was in, uh, in one of my favorite local grocery stores. Most of you know what store that is. But anyway, I was in there, and I came across uh, this guy that I I hadn't seen in a long time. And my little son, Joel, uh, he was about this tall and he was wearing his cowboy hat and boots and everything because he used to be a cowboy. And, and we come across this guy and, and I don't know, my kids are just, they talk a lot if you don't know them. And they say things and that's terrifying because I never know what they're going to say. And I mean, sometimes they have burned me. But anyway, we're right here and Joel's like, hey, mister, howdy. What church do you go to? And I'm like, why would you ask him that? So anyway, the guy's like, son, I don't need church. My church is right in here. Me and God have our own little agreement. And my son looked at the man just like, huh? What? (laughs) My five-year-old knew how stupid and asinine that is. God doesn't just cut you your own special little deal where you're exempt from one part of the Bible that everybody else has to obey doesn't work that way. And so anyway, I, you know, I had to put a hand over his mouth and usher him to the, you know, to the next aisle because he was probably getting ready to torch this guy and I didn't want to be there for the aftermath. And so I'm just telling you, this is a review, but you will not ever be the Christian you're supposed to be if you have such a prideful and arrogant attitude that you don't need the house of God. You need it. Amen? You need it. And one of the other things we looked at is the word of God. You will never, ever be what you are called to be if you don't take the word of God seriously. And that's what I'm going to tag on to this week. And, uh, and, and so I'm going to say something that at first may sound like heresy and, 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 uh, and, and error, but I'm going to explain it because I heard Pastor Willie George say this several years ago. And as soon as he said it, I'm like, I'm turning this guy off. That is a lie. Then when he explained it, I'm like, oh, he was spot on. And so I'm going to tell you this regarding the word of God. Simply reading and hearing the word of God is not good enough to help you become a solid, mature Christian. Now, that's I, even I say that right now, and I'm like, that sounds like heresy. You guys better leave the church right now because Pastor Dave Dunn lost it. But I'm going to explain a little bit what I'm talking about, all right? And so simply being a hearer of God's word and only reading God's word, that is crucial. That is step one to your success 
but it doesn't end there. That's not good enough to make you a strong and successful Christian. What we're going to be talking about today in regards to your root system is not only hearing the Word of God, but doing the Word of God, where it's called being a doer of the Word, all right? And so we're going to open up here, and uh, we're going to get into James chapter 1 in just a minute, and you'll clearly see that this is straight truth from God's Word that we need to apply to our lives, amen? All right, and so I'm going to pray again real quick because I just think, hey, we need some prayer, all right? Father, in Jesus' name, I pray that as we open your word today, you will speak to each person here, Lord. I pray that we will have soft hearts to receive the word. And Lord, you said, he that has an ear to hear, let him hear. And Lord, we know that we've all got physical ears right now, but some people don't have their spiritual ears open. And so I pray that we would open up our hearts and our minds and our ears to your word and that you would change us forever today as we receive it in jesus name can someone say amen Amen. all right number one here we go if you only hear the word you're deceiving yourself we're going to back this up (laughs) some of you know the verse already but i'm telling you right now if you only ever hear the word you will deceive yourself. Now we're going to open up to James chapter 1 and verse 22. James 1 verse 22. And this is a fundamental verse to you growing in faith and actually doing something with your life and doing something with yourself. All right. So James 1 in verse 22. Now a lot of us just like most verses, have this memorized in the King James. I I speak for myself. So I was raised hardcore on the King James. So I feel like I've got thousands of King James verses memorized. And so every time I read, you know, a a verse, I, I, I feel like I have to quote it in the King James. So in the King James it says, But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. Now I'm going to read it in the NLT here, the New Living Translation. James says, But don't just listen to God's word You must do what it says. Otherwise, you are only fooling yourselves. Now, I don't like for anybody to fool me. But what's even worse than that is when I fool myself. And I've done that. Have you ever done that? It's called self-deception. It's called being deceived where you think that the problem is something else, but the problem is really you. And nobody likes that. And so I ask you to not deceive me and not fool me. But I got to really double down on that for myself and say, I don't want to deceive and fool myself. Now, we're going to break this down a little bit. Check it out. There are a lot of people that know the Bible says to do certain things and you'll receive certain blessings. But listen to me. The blessing doesn't come from knowing what the scripture says. The blessing comes from doing what the scripture says. Now somebody, you know, uh, may know that the Bible says in Romans 10, 9 and 10, that if you confess in your mouth, if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. It is an incredible thing to know that verse. But salvation comes from actually doing 
that verse, right? You get that? And, and so there's so many portions of scripture that people are like, man, I know the Bible says to do that. I've known that longer than you've been alive, son. I'm like, okay, good for you. Why don't you do it then? Man, I know the Bible says that, but hey, I'm not seeing it in my life. Are you doing what it says to do? The blessing doesn't just come from knowing what the scripture says. The blessing comes from doing what the scripture says. And, and I don't like people that have just read about it. I like people that have read about it and actually done it, right? You know, do you want to take your car to a mechanic that's like, man, I've read every book there is on cars. Okay, how many have you fixed? Well, not a one. I've never actually done anything. I've just read all about it. Well, I want your advice. I want somebody that's read about it and actually done something with it. Amen. I want somebody that's a doer of what they know. Somebody that reads and doesn't do anything. They are deceived in so many ways. One way that they're deceived is they think they're stronger than what they really are. And another thing about most people I know that just hear the word, and don't ever do anything about it, usually they've got a great opinion on how you should be living your life. Like, come on, man. What about you? Look at you. Let's look at verses 23 through 25. James 1, verses 23 through 25. James goes on to say, For if you listen to the word and don't obey, it is like glancing at your face in a mirror. You see yourself, walk away, and forget what you look like. Oh my gosh, look at this, verse 25. But if you look carefully 